Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Professional wrestling right here on Wrestle Radio Network Monday. Lady Lynn is absent again, just taking care of personal protocols, just doing the best she can to quarantine and also take care of some familial stuff. Nothing major, just you know, touching base with family back in Kansas City. And uh, we here at Wrestle Radio Network are allowing her time off to recover and to come back stronger than ever. No, she does not have the virus. She's just, you know, taking a mental break, you know. Anyways, segue right into the show. We here at Wrestle Radio Network are going to discuss what went on WWE Raw. So tonight from the Performance Center in Orlando, there's some definite new faces coming up from NXT. Dijonet, I guess, got to face. Bobby Lashley ended up losing, so that was a horrible, horrible match. Aside from that, you also had Aleister Black, Apollo Crews, and a third member because it's, you know, six-man tag territory, right? So, we are two weeks away from Money in the Bank, and Shayna Baszler, Asuka, and Nia Jax supposed to go head-to-head tonight. Um, MVP introduced Rey Mysterio. Okay, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, and Apollo Crews to go head-to-head with Austin Theory, Andrade Cien Almas, and Angel Garza. Started a brawl. And then, okay. Well, Aleister Black, yes, he's known as the Dutch Destroyer. But anyways... Mysterio, Black, and Cruz defeat Angel Garza. So the match was 
very back and forth. So it started into a brawl and turned into a six-man tag. Fine, I'll take that over at Promoville any anytime, anywhere soon. Okay. Does Paul Cruz feels like the odd man out? Kind of is true, folks. He's kind of like the underrated card in this whole thing, so you never know. Things could happen that confuse the crap out of the WWE universe. Anyways, moving forward, Asuka cut a promo. Why? Oh, for injuring Kyrie Sane. Oh, and then Charlie Caruso interviewed Nia Jax, and Nia basically said no one can stop her from doing what she wants to do. Mm, can you really honestly say that, though? I mean, because Rousey tapped her out. Just saying. So, I mean, it could follow the same fucking pattern. I, I don't know. But it seems like the whole, you know, I get it. Raw needs to be more brawl-like. It needs to be more intuitive. Okay. Not into them. Needs to be more action packed. Alright. So there's a triple threat that they're gonna save for money in the bank. Then you have Lashley versus Denzel Dijonet. Lashley ends up winning. Okay, whatever. And you have Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. Two former best friends. So Morgan ends up beating Riot by pinfall. And why are they doing this? So Liv Morgan's going to try and figure out who she is. I don't know quite how to analyze WWE Raw except for the fact that, you know, I'm reading the results because I don't... There's a part of me that's in disconnect... Right now, with certain folk, and and that is WWE. And let me let me just tell you this right now. Um, the analysis says something about the rivalry would have meant something if the match was a little bit longer. Well, if we had a fucking audience, it might actually give meaning to Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Because other than that, folks, allow me to tell you something that really bugs me when they do this. When they have a rivalry in WWE, it's showcased, and it's overdone sometimes, and then it gets forgotten. And it gets cycled again, and then showcased, overdone, and it gets recycled again when people are like, oh, man, I really wish I could see this. You know, different fandoms, different flavors of ice cream. The way I look at Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot absolutely embarrassed Ronda Rousey in one point. And ever since then, I don't think they have been doing much of anything with her other than feuding her with Liv Morgan. And according to the analysis, man, they got a C-plus for that. I mean, if you're going to have a rivalry match, make it go. Mahal, Jinder Mahal return. Hmm. So, he beat Akira Tozawa. Sometimes these 
analysis of uh, matches are kind of wrong. But uh, let's see here. They gave Andrade versus Apollo Crews an A minus. So just reading the description of this match, let me explain this to you. I can probably see this anytime on Hulu. Just when I have time, I will rewatch it. I watched bits and pieces of it because I was flipping back and forth the channels just to keep my mind off of something. Okay. It's funny how you guys describe this. Cruz tried to push the pace early and sent El Idolo careening out of the ring. However, a timely distraction from Vega allowed the United States champion to take back control. Andrade hit hard with powerful knees and elbows. Andrade planted Cruz with a DDT to set up the hammerlock DDT, but the challenger escaped. The headbutt sent El Idolo to the mat. So he went for a frog splash, injured his knee. Injury stopped the match. So okay, so this analysis said it was like a really, really decent match for the United States Championship. And you had Matt Martell and Chase Parker, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Again, I don't know why sometimes they go with matches that don't really uh, match, but, you know, whatever. So, well, I get it. You know, people, they aren't the same because, yes, they wrestled in Japan. I get it, dude. But I'm just trying to get through the show without trying to be in, let's see here. So, there's a contract signing. I'm not going to touch on the tag team match. I'm just going to skip forward, folks. Seth Rollins explained why he was not going after McIntyre. And then he was given a Claremore kick. Okay, so a Claremore kick. So apparently WWE Raw had some spice to it for the first time in forever. 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 <laughs> Do old fuck. I miss baseball, folks. Can we not tell? I'm quoting from the fucking Sandlot. Anyways, so it says, there's a great, quiet finish to the night. Rollins got a strong promo. It gives him the impression that he's a great heel, and McIntyre's not taking his shit, so that made him a great babyface, correct? Because he hit him from the right, you know, he hit his head on the table, and he bounced up Rollins' head off the table, and then hit the claymore. So it's like, I'm gunning for you, bitch. You better pray I don't hit my target. That's what McIntyre was saying about Seth Rollins. And these two will face each other at Money in the Bank. Now, being that, folks, speaking of Money in the Bank, don't you all find it odd? There's a match begins inside the building in Stanford, Connecticut, and I will touch base with that during the second segment of the show called Off the Rails Uncensored. But I'm going to touch with it briefly as a preview. It's fairly odd to have a wrestling match begin the front in the lobby of the building or wherever the hammering in Stanford, and then you go all the way up to the rooftop. Mm-hmm, no thanks. 
I'm like, what if you paid money for it? That doesn't necessarily mean shit. And we're about to have the uh, fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh. I've lost count. Eighth longest off the rails uncensored. Ladies and gentlemen, the following content is suitable for minors. No, not suitable for minors at all. It's more suitable for the audiences 14 and older. If you repeat any of this to your parents who are homeschooling you, I hope your parents will the fucking shit out of you. Because this language that I use is not appropriate and is not suitable for minors under the age of 14. Yeah, 14. So my podcast is age 14 appropriate. I would say 18 and older, but, you know, demographics don't lie, fuckers. So any further use or reproduction or dissemination thereof of author rails uncensored is prosecution. <laughs> you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and fined $45 for every usage of the phrase off the rails uncensored. Well, all right. My turn. <laughs> Twitter that his company is being sued. 
Sounds like I'll be going to court soon. Time to go suit shopping. Talking to social media, Cody said that he needs to go shopping for a new suit as it sounds like he'll be going to court in the near future. He accompanied this with a welcome to Pettyville gift. Some have speculated that it could be Vince McMahon's WWE that is taking AEW to court, especially considering that there's a war going on between the two companies. Who wrote this shit? Louis Dingor. Well, Lewis, let's see what you have to say. Earlier in the week, AEW announced that they will be putting on a special Bash at the Beach episode of Dynamite. That belongs to every trademark, folks. Think about this. WWE owns the rights to WCW's pay-per-views, trademarks, and likenesses because why? They were bought out in 2001. So it really, do you think it'd be a bright idea to take a name from WCW? I'm just saying. WWE owned the term, but is believed that Cody filed to trademark the name earlier this year. Some have speculated this is the reason WWE is suing AEW. Please stay tuned. So, in other words, this has something to do with Bash at the Beach. WWE is not using the pay-per-view, but they do own it. Now, some may say that I'm biased towards WWE, that I only cheer for them because that's the only company I ever seem to fucking talk about. No, you're wrong. I have mentioned AEW quite a bit of fucking times on my show for a lot of reasons. One, they're a wrestling company. Two, they remind me a lot of WCW when stuff was starting, okay? It just so happens that WWE really is, you know, being called petty and a whole bunch of stuff. Get wise, folks, that if you're in a company like AEW and you use a likeness thereof of somebody else, like WCW, you know, like, well, I just did it in honor because of my father. It's funny. Cody is the same man who walks around telling people that we're not an oversaturated company with former WWE talent. Oversaturated meaning there's probably like 20 to 30 guys on the fucking roster, but the point is this kid, no, this man, the man, who is helping run stuff creatively, you know, press-wise, is trying to keep AEW on straight and narrow. The only problem is, when you have WWE barking up your tree, you might do one of two things. Just give them the satisfaction or go to court and fight and lose because, well, look, I have enough manpower as is too. Well... Long brief pause while I read some of the nasty shit from Instagram. But I'm not going to read it aloud. I'm just going to tell you right now. There is a hell of a lot of problems 
between AEW and WWE. I, you know, it's kind of confusing. Chris Jericho complimenting Triple H on his 25 years of being in WWE. I think Chris is cool. I don't really, like I said, I don't have any issues with Chris Jericho, and I don't have any issues with Cody. I'm just, I am merely just reading what's circulating around the wrestling circuit right now, because we obviously don't have any live shows coming to New York anytime soon. No shows at the Garden, no shows at Barclays, no shows anywhere. Not even Broadway's running because of this pandemic. So, anyways, back to professional wrestling. What I was trying to say earlier was Cody has a good vision and good intentions, and I don't think he realizes, you know, Triple H actually congratulated him when they beat NXT in ratings. And, yes, they beat NXT times in ratings, but their ratings have dropped 249,000 viewers. And that was last recorded on last week's WWE's NXT versus AEW Dynamite. The reason why they have such high ratings, I don't know. But that's the demographics from 18 to 49. The point is, they're going to court, and I hate to say this, but I believe Cody will lose. Do you know why? Well, WWE just took a major hit for WrestleMania not doing what it normally does. Guaranteed, even without that shit, man. I don't think you want none. AEW just started on the thing. Well, Hunter, you know, Hunter said they wouldn't last two years. Fucking wrong, dude. He said they wouldn't last five years. And at Hall of Fame, when you've got people chanting AEW or AEWs, please, that's taken from ECW. There's not only one person that's going to sue Cody Rhodes. I don't know. Just off the top of my head, what can you know? There is such a thing as stealing concepts in professional wrestling and then bragging about it, but not concepts, but company design of how they work, operate, and function. ECW, anyone? WCW, their formats are literally practically the fucking same. The ring looks the same as a Nitro ring from back in the day in WCW. The Pyro. Because they know that certain things don't do Pyro. And when you have a referee that has her own merchandise, I'm not really the one in line to speak, but, you know, my friend Yali auditioned for NXT not so long ago, but I'm pretty sure she has merchandise. Hey, so what's the difference between if if somebody has merchandise in the indies versus merchandise, um, you know, on a bigger scale? She's making money. I don't see the harm in it. But at the same token, referees are really not supposed to be making their own fucking merchandise. There's a lot of fallacies in AEW. One, we're not oversaturated with WWE talent. We're not going to oversaturate. We're going to be homegrown. Is bullshit one word or fucking two? AEW is a company in which is very similar to WCW, but here's the fucking problem. They're a very first champion. I was told by a lot of people, they don't like predictability, but they'll go and bitch about WWE shit. 
Really? So you're telling me AEW isn't, you know, quite predictable because, oh, let's give the champion that does not make sense visually versus the champion that should have been Nyla Rose. I haven't ranted and raved on point in quite a while, folks, because normally I talk around circles because there's nothing in there really hasn't been anything to talk about except for, oh, gee, COVID-19. And why is WWE wrestling on top of a fucking roof? That is a mystery. Starts off on the first floor, and then the Money in the Bank men's ladder match and women's will go up to the top, and that is where you wrestle. I don't know about y'all, but if I was the wrestlers, I would be saying, what in the actual hell? Or, yeah, let's do our love thrills. Like I said, I don't speak for any professional wrestler. I'm just telling you. Money in the bank. Now I'm getting messages on Facebook, y'all. I'm really sorry. And also, my Instagram is blowing up. This is funny. I am saying these things about AEW... And WWE, because why not speak from the heart? Why not be honest? Why not just try to watch professional wrestling and not criticize? Mm, not in my nature. I'm, I told you all. I is a cynic at times. And I am, you know, it's not that I dislike AEW. It's just that I question what the fuck they're doing sometimes. It's like you have a lot of groups, then you have Jericho versus Matt Hardy right out of the gate, which isn't bad. And the and the promos have been okay. They've you know, not been on point. But then you have Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager and Jericho. And then you have another faction. They're like, we're only trying to keep up with the times. I mean, look, look at WWE. They've got the New Day. Then you've got, I don't consider this a group, but you've got Heavy Machinery and Mandy Rose. And on the other end, you've got Ziggler, Robert Roode, and Sonya Deville. Right now, I'm just glad to have a distraction, even if it's a shitty one. I'm referring to that thing called WWE Raw. It wasn't bad tonight. I've got to watch the replay now just to see how interesting it got. You know, hearing about Drew McIntyre or reading about him giving a Claymore to Seth does me no good. Also, you know, kind of weird not seeing Roman Reigns out on either roster so but I do understand why and it's for health safety reasons some people listen some people don't that's just the way just the way things are set up back to the tirade about Cody going to court I don't know if he's going to win. I don't know if he intends on losing. And that's funny because not too long ago he was saying, well, i got to take things slow. 
I want to make sure we ease our audience back in. The AEW audience can kind of flourish without a crowd, but it's also dangerous to have wrestlers out in your audience when you know the fucking virus is going down, but then yet you do it anyways. So... I'm reading your Instagram questions and everything else. So, I'm trying to respond as quick as I can, so that's all I can do. But, uh, from what I understand, I don't know why they pulled house shows. If you like more information, go to WWE.com. They can explain that there's a coronavirus or COVID-19 going on, and they don't want to risk people getting even more sick. But when people start opening up states, that begs the question, are they going to be allowed a wrestling show? Are they going to be allowed anything? Who knows? So, I, again, man, I don't know if they're going to be doing house shows or, you know, renegotiating stuff with that. House shows basically, you know, it's like kind of like an indie show. They have, you know, because they have intermissions. And, yeah, I understand they're utilizing NXT because it's a very depleted roster right now. You basically have 9 to 12 people from WWE Raw, actually maybe more than that. 9 or 12 to 14, let's use that. And only a handful is wrestling you know, around the main circuit. Like some of the mid cards, some of the whatever. Main event. Could be a curtain jerk. I don't know. But the reason, or the reasons why I believe, and I'm going to get back on track here, why I believe Cody may or may not win the case is because WWE owns the fucking right to that pay-per-view. Even if, you know, AEW is doing a fantastic job of showcasing what WWE does not showcase and if you love hardcore matches and you like matches that don't exactly have logic in them psychology wise then yes AEW is your destination for professional wrestling sure it sounds like a diss but you know what I'm just being bluntly honest how many people does it take on their fucking roster when they have over 90 Actually, they have 73 to 80 people on their roster. How do you fit that many people all in one? Gee, no, but they have a female faction and another female faction and a male faction. All elite, you know, the all elites. I don't know if they're going to have a group called out, you know, the outcast, but I'm going to, or the misfits. 
I'm going to laugh my ass off because they say they're not overly saturated with uh, WWE talent. Hold my beer. Yes, you are. They're like, oh, they only have six people on the roster. Why would you be upset? I'm not upset, but when people are acting like fucking children about, oh, you have the right, you know, we have the rights to this name, and no, you don't. It's called Pettyville, blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. God damn, dude. You, for someone who owns a company or is the vice president of one, and now things and just copying and pasting and sticking to them like we can do it ten times better because we have the manpower and the roster to do it. Okay. There's few guys that I like on AEW's roster. Here's why. Chris Jericho, because obviously the amount of time that he's been around the wrestling world, I don't mind. John Moxley. I seen I have seen some of his early shit in CZW. I've seen some of his shit in Japan. I've seen some of Moxley's stuff. Oh, it's called, you know, the early indie days. The man wrestled Bumtack Joe. Besides the point, when you guys are both acting like kids, it's really bad. I understand people want to watch professional wrestling and present pay-per-views and all kinds of new stuff because you're the new kid in town. But what happens when you start getting sued? We didn't exactly call it that name, so you can't sue us. Technically, they can because the concept is literally the same. LNSL, right? No, I don't think I'm wrong because WWE owns the rights. They're like, well, he filed a claim. Hmm. I don't think it's such a grand idea to be doing something that is not going to get you No, it's not going to get you any... Like, look. If you're going to sue... Sue. Because the name Bash at the Beach belongs to WWE. That's the point they're trying to make because they bought out WCW. And Cody may say, well, I filed a claim. Whoever the fuck wins, afterwards, can you please... Please just go back to professional wrestling and not mention each other's name because there have been times when I would turn on AEW and I would want to throw something at my TV screen because every single goddamn promo is, woe is me, I hate WWE, this company doesn't do this, this company doesn't do that. Shut the fuck up. Do what you do best. 
and don't worry about them. Fuck them. Like, I'm pretty sure there's been friendly exchanges between both because Ambrose showed up on, you know, the show where his wife is featured, Renee Young. And after the bell, so, I mean, there's some friendly exchanges between these two companies. It's just annoying. Why in heaven's, heaven's green earth would you mention a person or company that you've not been a part of for quite a while now? Look, look at the success you've had, Cody. You've had a shit ton of success. You know why? You went to Ring of Honor. You made that company relevant more so than it already had been. So, that's why I'm trying to understand why... Why would you try and copy and paste if you're a successful company? Well, if you can do this better than them, you know, it's going to make us look better. That's a bold, bold uh, statement. And you're, but, you know, if you're going to act like a child, that falls right into their hands, dude. Oh, well, this group I used to not be a part of, this group I don't like, I'm going to sue them, you know. I'm going to sue back if they sue me. Like, on his Twitter, he said, I filed for it a long time ago. Fuck you, motherfuckers. Well, hate to burst your bubble, but... In the world of professional sports, you better be fortunate to the boss. Actually likes you. You better pray, I mean, I mean, so, I'm sorry, I'm at my boring point with some of AEW's shenanigans. Why? Because they say certain things like, oh, we're not that company on the other end, we can break the four camera. There's a shit ton of wrestlers that have done that already. But for some people sit there and believe that, okay... Things must be a uniformed way, blah, blah, blah. But we're going to just copy and paste and let everyone in the world know we're here to stay. I have no problem with standing your ground in professional wrestling. But however, do I do have a problem is? Is when people nonstop complain about WWE, but you do fail to realize certain things AEW has done or will do is going to be the end. They may last a little bit longer. I don't know how this curse works, but I fucking tell you right now. For those of you who tuned in to, you know, reading the gossip bullshit that goes on in professional wrestling, more power to you. Just giving my personal take on the whole incident itself. 
Beware of what you read. Read between the lines. I can use a lot of metaphors in this situation. Here's Smart Cookie. Why don't you tell me? I gotta go wake up at four, yeah, four thirty-five o'clock in the morning here. So whenever you figure that out, man, just let me know. For more information and questions that are not answered on the show, you can go to Vessel Radio Network or just go by a code name or whatever you want. So I believe I where I was sitting and trying to explain, but then I get distracted. Cody Rhodes' situation sounds something like this. If you poke the bear, the bear will maul your ass. Let me use a better analogy. I know it hurts, but either you can run from it or learn from it. Doesn't necessarily work when you hear the words or see, I'm just going to be in Pettyville, blah, 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 blah. Talk about Pettyville. No. Like I said, this is getting annoying and out of hand. So, in closing, for I, I am being tired and exhausted. Professional wrestling has always been will always be a competitive sport. So, how do you contain the virus in order to make it safe for people to get out and go again? In other words. They need to stay in. Some of you need to stay in. Otherwise, you're never going to get classes shut down. You know, I don't know when New York's going to be fucking open ever again. But I do know one thing. I'm making me a visit to Monster Factory just to see what's up. All right, just to close it out, Cody, be careful. WWE, be careful. I love you all. Thank you. And good night. I gotta wake up early in the morning, bitches. Toodles, good night. Take it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.